into our our workshop on today financing uh, finances vision. Um, I was asked to to make to reproduce some additional copies and everything so that uh, we can make sure that some people who can be here um, could have access to it. Um, I have a limited number um, to be able to do that. So what I wanted to do was I was actually up here with my giving a dollar to get the paper that we need so we can we can get all that printed. And uh, and then that way we can make sure that everybody recognizes and gets them. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Don't worry, I know you might uh facilitate, but you're welcome to uh, take part in it. <laughs> 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 you still uh, I still uh until I church all until I church all the time, I don't let anybody off the hook. Thank you so much. Um, I don't let anybody off the hook. You can participate. That, that's right. Even our children. Right. Um, to the children that we, whether you get an allowance, whether you see a whole uncle in, in the grocery store, however you get it, there's a portion of that you ought to honor honor the Lord with. Wow. And so when our kids come, I expect, and I tell them every Sunday, uh, you you need to come with an offering. Because if you went to if you went to a candy store and you had an offering, uh -huh. so you need to bring it. It's, it's as simple as that. If it was a dollar, bring that dime. You ought to skip all the way to the offering with that dime. And uh, you know, just trying to ensure like we we embody a spirit of giving, because um, it's it's the it's the greatest attribute of our God. That's what He was. He was just a giver. And uh, so we're to be more like Him. And we definitely got to be more like him in that area. So, um, you know, you talk about money more than anything. <laughs> that, that, that's right. But the money is the least. A lot of people don't right. see it in, in the word. It is, it's the least. And you say, well, no one, because you ain't got to be it. But all you got to do is do the word. That, that's indeed. You give, indeed. You shall be given unto you. Indeed. And it's not so even much. And if you think about it, not so much about, about money itself. But the heart behind it, right? Which right. really just comes back to giving. So really, when when Jesus addressed money, he was really addressing giving because he was like, because if you give it, we won't have no money issues. <laughs> and then you know he did it with the Pharisees. You know what they did? They went around and Jesus was sitting up there, they put that big money out, probably didn't, and they won't give it on for them two days. And then Jesus got up above their book. He said, "See that woman right there? He said she gave more than yeah. she got." In other words, you give it from my heart. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's that's that's, 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 that's the very with the food. He always do with the root. That's, that's right. right. Indeed. 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 I like that. I'm gonna use that. So if you hear me say that, I'm telling y'all. There you go. Right. That's right. Fruit. 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 Keep on coming. I like that. I like that. So so with that being said, thinking about financing the vision. So I'd be remiss to even for us to even talk about finance and the vision without first identifying whose vision. Because sometimes we can be trying to finance our own vision or finance the vision of somebody else other than the vision of the Lord. And we have to be so very mindful because there's a difference between a good idea and a God idea. You're right. There's a difference between like something that just felt good to do or somebody was doing and you was like, oh, that's neat, that's nice, and that's real good that they're trying to do this between a, a God vision. And we had to be so very mindful because 
We we live in this flesh, and our flesh has desires. And sometimes we, our our own desires can be so strong that we think it's a desire from the Lord. That's true. And we have to be so very mindful that what, what I'm running after, what I'm trying to find as, what I'm trying to bring into fruition is really what God wants to be. Is, is this something that's in heaven that God is trying to bring to earth? Or is this something that's in me that I'm trying to bring out? Amen. And we have to be so very, very mindful. So thinking about finance and finance division, we got to always make sure that we're, we're trying to finance God's vision. So that brings us to Matthew 6 and 10. And the Bible says, your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. It has to be God's vision from the very start. And because when you think about it, if it's God's vision, He already has a plan to finance. See, so you don't have to develop a plan to finance His vision. He says, when 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 I gave you the vision, I had a plan to finance it. Well, you think, well we don't serve a God who's going to do nothing incomplete. He, he, he told us that if you're going to build something, sit down and count the cost and make sure you got enough. So you already know, if he decided to do something, he already sat down and had it all mapped out. Amen. And I think sometimes we find our biggest struggle is trying to finance our vision more so than trying to finance God's vision. He says, his will. So, so, so in, in thinking about Whatever vision God may have given given any of us, we have to make sure that when all said and done is for His glory and His His will and it's what it is that God is prompting uh, us to do. So His vision, He said, if it's His vision, uh, and this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs according to His glorious riches. I want to make sure we key in on that because I'm telling you we are limited. He is limitless. He, 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 he's not going to run out of substance to take care of what he needs to take care of. There you go. But whatever we do for the Lord has to be according to his riches. Because I'm telling you, if we start looking at our bank accounts, and we start counting our numbers, and we start looking at our skills and our abilities, all of a sudden, we fall short of being able to accomplish that which only God can accomplish. And, and if God ever gives you a vision for anything, it's going to be bigger than you anyway. Wow. I, I tell I, I tell people all the time like the stuff that God does is is impossible for us. If you think about anything that God has ever told anybody to do, so if we look at all the stories all back through the Bible, we look at things which God has specifically ordained some leader to do. It was so it was so beyond them. Many times they ran from. Him. Remember Moses told God, Lord, just after he couldn't get away with the speech impediment, he just said, Lord, just send somebody else. <laughs> I mean, and you think about the challenges in which, like, like truly visions from God come with. We're going to look at a couple of examples, but if you think about me just thinking about, you know, Noah. You think about, the, you know, God gave you this vision to build this ark, man, now it's, and that's so, so, so much bigger than what he could have done on his own. And, and so when we think about God's vision, first of all, we've got to ask, is this a God-sized vision? Because if it's something that you can do yourself, it's probably not a God-sized vision. Because if you can do it yourself, that means you don't need God. That means that this is not the type of vision that God gives because the stuff that he gives, only he can do it. And he has made it that way for you to have to come to him to do the very thing in which he's calling you to do. Which means that you got to have faith. Because he said without faith, it's impossible to please him. So what he does, he gives you visions that require faith. And then he says, now if you're going to do this, you're going to have to believe in me. And then in that I'm going to be in that I'm going to be glorified. So it has to be God's vision. 
and it has to be God's resources. Let me say it again. It has to be God's vision, and it has to be God's resources. And if it's God's vision, and if it's his resources, there is nothing that can stop it. There is nothing that will keep it from coming to pass if, again, it's God's vision and it's God's resources. So, so, fin- so financing the vision. Financing God's vision, the very thing that God has told us to do. So I'm thinking about this, and I want to look at our first example, and I want to talk you through, I want to to take a real quick look at how God has always financed his vision. See, because we could approach this from, we could start looking at how we're going to, how we're going to do this type of fundraiser, or this type of event to raise money, or this type of, um, you know, sell this, or sell that, or we can start looking at, um, Grants and 501c3s and all these different avenues in which we try to fund the vision. But many times we look over the very way in which God has always financed his vision. Wow. So I, I want to I want to start with the God thing. All right. How, how has God always financed his vision? Because many times it gives us insight to how he might do it today, considering that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Right. How does God finance his vision? John 3:16. On the first verse that many of us learned since we were kids. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In here encompasses the essence of what we'll talk about today, which is vision brought to reality. So if you think about this verse, what is what was God's vision in this verse? I say the world. That everybody will have eternal life. So in other words, he says, I my my desire is that everybody will have eternal life. Now, here that's the vision. Now we need to bring the vision to fruition. So like now we need to fund the vision. So he says, Okay, this is what we need to have happen, which is the end result. That's the thing that we see. But then there's some stuff that happened before we get down here. Right. I mean, it's always been like that. Like, we got the vision, but like, oh, what all, what all has to happen to bring make this vision a reality? He says, for this is how God so loved the world. So the first thing is that no matter how you slice it, everything begins with love. Love, love, And he says, but because of that love, he... So... So there was this love, there, there was this love relationship that God is consistently and constantly looking to build with each and every one of us, and because of his love, it prompted him to give. And when he gave, the gift is what financed the vision. Right. Let me say it again. Because of his love, it prompted wow. giving, and the gift is what financed the vision. Yes, so, so so it begins with the vision, and it has to be love that prompts us to give. Again, the Bible says again, where our heart is, that's where our treasure is also. You can't, there, you ain't, ain't no way around that. I don't care how you slice, you can say what you want to say. You want to know where your heart is? Bring up that, that yeah. bank statement, them credit card statements. Yeah. Let's look at what stores you go to. Oh, I want to know where your heart at. Come on. I don't care how you slice, you can, you, when you finish talking, yeah. show me the statement. I tell, I tell you where your heart at. Hey, let's open up the books. Yeah. I know where your heart at. Wow. Love prompted the gift. The gift financed the vision. It was a gift that had value. The Bible says his one and only son. That was the value that was placed on Christ. 
No, in other words, let me let you understand, like, I'm giving you the very best that I got. And it's the same thing that God has told us that we will give him our very best. And when we, when we, those of us who love the Lord, will give in that manner, finance division becomes easy. I can tell you now, this is the direction I was going as you think about financing God's vision because this, this is the very thing that we have gotten so far away from. And I'm going I'm I'm to I'm walk you through the scriptures as we see, like it's been this same cycle since the beginning of time where love prompted giving and giving always finance division. Exodus, the 12th chapter, in uh, Children of Israel, God is bringing them out of bondage from Egypt. So, 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 Here's the vision. The vision is, my children has cried out to me, and, and and I'm about to bring them out of bondage. So the vision is, they're in bondage, they've been in bondage, now I need to bring them out. So then how do I finance this vision? How do I bring to pass this vision that I have to bring them out of bondage? One of the things I, I, I must say right from the very start is that anytime God does something significant, he always taps somebody. <laughs> Whenever he does those sneaking, he always taps somebody. If you think about it, even when God placed Adam in the Garden of Eden, he says, he says, here's the garden. And the first thing he says, don't forget about me in the garden. Because, you know, you can eat off all these trees, just don't eat off mine. Maybe. So even before, the people talk all about, you know, tithes and the Old Testament and stuff like that. Think about this, though. From the Garden of Eden, before we even get to Leviticus or, or Malachi, or even think about that, he says, look, Adam. Don't mess with this tree because it's mine. That's mine. So it's always been a portion that has been holy and set aside unto the Lord. And when we really get that and understand that, the portion that has been set aside and holy unto the Lord is the very thing that has always financed the vision. The portion that has always been set aside unto the Lord. So whenever God does something significant, he taps somebody. He taps Noah. Here he's tapping Moses. And then he always taps folks who usually don't even want to be tapped. And the reason they don't want to be tapped, because the very thing I told you before, if it's God's vision, it's going to be bigger than you. God's vision will scare you. I tell you, if you say you got a vision from God and you just jumped up for joy and clicked your heels, come on. No. The vision that God gave you won't make you say, oh, Lord, hold on now. You want me to do that? <laughs> I'm telling you, that's, that's, the, that's, that's the feeling that we get from the type of vision that God, it's the vision that makes us say, whoa, whoa, Lord, <laughs> hold on, that's the, vision. that's the sort of thing that when, when God does it, and he does that because it, whatever he gives us is going to require faith, it's just like this, Moses instructed, so the first thing God does, he taps the leader, and he says that these people listened, he said these people listened, they did as Moses instructed. Now they did something that will that that will seemingly be crazy that require faith. Be, be, the Bible says they asked the Egyptians for the articles of silver and gold and for clothing. Now, mind you, these are the people who were their slave masters. These these were the people who were who 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 had them in bondage this entire time. And now God says, "I right, this is what I want you to do, Moses. Go tell the people to go tell the masters to give them gold, silver, and clothes, so they can leave." And, and, and them lose their slaves. So they're going to lose the workforce, gold, silver, and clothing. That's what I want you to do. Just the thought of that don't make sense. Just the thought of it don't make sense. So the first thing is that 
whatever we do, we have to do, we have to operate in a, in, a, in a level of faith. Moses had to tell the people, the people had to listen, and then the people had to act. It wasn't up to the people to do anything but have faith. Listen to the Bible says in verse 13, it says, the Lord, the Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people. In other words, he said, once you ask, I'm going to make them give to you anyway. He said, but do you got enough faith to believe what I said, to believe my anointed man of God who I sent there? Do you got enough faith to, to, to believe what he said and then act on it? Every, every single time, if you're always saying from, from, from Moses, you got to think, Moses and them didn't do anything but follow the Lord. They weren't no, I mean, they weren't no warriors anyway. They couldn't go out to, they weren't going to fight the Egyptians anyway just because they just didn't, they weren't trained in that manner. But when we think about what God did, he says, the Lord made the favor disposed for them, and they gave them what they asked for because the first thing they did was asked in faith. It took some faith to do that. It took some faith to walk into the master house and say, uh, the Lord told me, I need, the, I need that, I need that out that closet right there. I need you to go into that safe. I need that gold and that silver out of there. And, uh, and we're going to holler at you later. <laughs> that took some faith. But that's all they had to do. The rest is on the Lord. The Lord says, all right, you did your part. We always in partnership with God. You do your part, God does his. You do the possible, God does the impossible. The possible was for you to go ask. The impossible for you is for you to change their hearts and their mind. The Lord said, I got that part. But now, you, you do your part, I do my part, and I promise you God is always faithful. And whenever we are doing the things which God calls to do, we will always experience God doing uh, God doing his part. And the Bible says, and they gave. So, 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 so here, God is even calling on, uh, on the Egyptians who had put the people in bondage to give. So, we're we going to see giving, like all throughout scripture, we're giving, giving, giving. This is the thing we need to get done, and it's going to be by Given. Book of Nehemiah, it says uh, in the second chapter, you know, Nehemiah had a vision from the Lord too. Nehemiah had a vision, vision had to get financed. Vision, Lord says, the, the, the temple uh, gates are broken down, the walls are broken down, we got to go rebuild it. That's the vision. A whole bunch of stuff got to happen to bring that vision to, to bring that vision to pass. First thing that, when we talk about it being God's vision, we got to take a step to the side and let it be God's vision. Sometimes that means sacrifice, and I know we don't like to talk about sacrifice when we talk about God's vision. But there is there you you would never step out on faith and do the thing God called us to do with no sacrifice. In other words, you can't things can't stay the same if they're gonna be different for the Lord. Like like if, if nothing changes, nothing changes. And so so Nehemiah, y'all know he would come bearer to the king, and I say all the time Nehemiah had made. Nehemiah lived in the palace. He ate in the palace. You got to know he was dressed in the finest of clothes. He ate the finest of foods. This, this Nehemiah had it made, but God gave him a vision that was so much bigger than him, and he had to be willing to sacrifice this, his whole comforts in the palace to bring God's vision to pass. It says in verse 7, he says, also said to him, said, chapter 2, if it pleases the king, may I have letters to the governors of Trans-Euphrates. Now, the Bible says that Nehemiah was scared to death when he stood before the king. But God told me to go ask. This is stuff that I need. In other words, I got this grand vision. Now I need to now I need to finance, Lord. And and so and Nehemiah just stand up there thinking, like, oh, I, I got it. I'm straight. I'm finna go do it. Nehemiah's like, oh, you know, Lord, I'm just gonna step on you and I'm gonna have faith in my acting. And when he did, 
It says the Bible says that so they um, so they provide safe pass for me conduct until I arrived in Judah. So Judah made the I mean Nehemiah made the request. He said, "May I have a letter to Asaph, keeper of the royal park, so he would give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city walls and for the residence I will occupy." And because the gracious hand of God was on me, the king granted my request. That's called giving. In other words, here's the vision, here is the acts in faith, and then here is God, and then here is God, here is God funding the vision. But if you look, even in last scenario, this scenario, in every other scenario, you'll see he did it through giving. So there has, but it, but it had to be an acts of faith for 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 these for this to even happen. Something else I want you to understand is that. You will never give up more up to the Lord that God will not repay you a hundredfold. That's one thing you got to understand. Because people think we lose. You ain't losing nothing. Check this out. He says, so give me timber to make the beams for the gates. That's what he went there for, to build the temple. He says, the city by the temple for the city walls and for the residence I will occupy. So, 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 so when he asked, he was like, see, the Lord ain't, ain't going to forget about me. He ain't going to forget about his servant. He says, I never leave or forsake you. He says, I, he says, you ain't got to worry about that. He says, I need the beams to build the gate which God called me to. I need everything to, 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 to do the walls. But then I got to build me a house as well. And so in all of this, and the Bible says, grant his request. So not only did, did, did God give him all that he needs to do the work he called him to do, he says, yeah, but you got to get, you gotta get one built from the ground up as well. <laughs> and, we, and we oftentimes miss that. Like, the person I occupied. Now think about this. Prior to this, Nehemiah didn't even have a house. Yeah, he was living in the palace, but that was somebody else's. And the Lord said, not only am I, now when you do this for me, he said, I'm about to give you your own. So when we think about, like, finance and God's vision, your provision is already built into it. It's already built into it. When, when our heart and our mind is to, is to do all that it is God has called us to do, God has already has a plan to take care of us in the midst of that. And the Bible says that he granted, he granted my request. Second Corinthians, the, uh, the eighth chapter. It says, now, brothers and sisters, I want you to know about the grace that God has given me, given the Macedonian church. Again, the Apostle Paul. He's talking specifically about, okay, here's the vision. I got churches to establish. I got leaders to develop. I, I, this, this, so here's the vision. I, I need to be able to travel and to do all the things that I need to do for the Lord. And this needs to be financed. Paul, tell you, Paul didn't, Paul didn't sell donuts. It didn't. Paul didn't have a 501c3. Paul didn't write no grants. I mean, this, and this is all, all throughout the history that we see the way in which God has always found this busy. He says, now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian church in the midst of the various trial. That's why I said nobody's off the hook. Their overwhelming joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. I tell people all the time, we're rich folks. Amen. Anytime you can, you anytime you can drive a car to a, 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 a restaurant, some type of establishment, stay in your car, tell somebody what you want. They go in there. Several people go in there and fix it for you, deliver it to your car without you having to get out, and then you pay for it. You rich. Amen. Amen. And then. And then don't be in a position where you can do that more than once. I know folks do it every day. Say that you're broke, but I'm telling you, I'm saying when you can do that, when you can get somebody a hand to serve you hand and foot, oh, you you far from being broke. You far from poverty when you can do that. 
And we do it every day in and day out. Day in and day out. And there and, and but but what it is is that we go many times we give we give we we give a whole lot. We just don't always give it to the right places. Oh, we give a whole lot. And if you look you know, we think about some of the things that we spend on, then um then definitely there's room for us to make sure that we are the Lord everything that we do. It will up enrich generosity, in other words, the way in which they give, the way in which they gave. Um Verse 3 says, For I testify they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability. Even beyond their ability. Entirely on their own. In other words, nobody had to beg them. They earnestly pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in the service to the Lord. We've heard the statistics that it's 20% of the church that uh, that does 80% of the work. Come on. And, uh, and, and, and Come it's, on. it's directly tied to giving as well. 20% of the folks yeah. do 80% of the giving. I mean, just imagine if that was flipped. No, 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 no. Think about this. Imagine if that was flipped. What would we be able to accomplish if that was flipped? But when y'all when y'all came in, I asked you for something. When y'all came in, I said I had a vision, right? Right. What was my vision when y'all came in? Okay, so I said here the, the vision I have is that we can make copies for yeah anybody that wasn't here today that wanted to get copies of the slides. That was the vision that I had. But now that vision has to be financed. How do how do we finance the vision? I mean, I asked. I said I said ask everybody to do what to give a dollar. And, I, and and so I asked everybody because you remember Bro Reggie here. He he was, he was kind of slow, right? right? So we had to prompt Reggie, but we we were eventually able to get the dollar, right? And then what what's your name? And then so Sarah, she gave an extra dollar. And, and and so so and so now, if my math is right, a pack of paper usually costs about three dollars and change. So, so here, I had a vision that there was a request to finance the vision. There was a response to that request, and now I got more than enough. Amen. Amen. How long did it take us to finance the vision? <laughs> two, two minutes. And, and so now, not only we get to be blessed because we got a chance to be a part of that, we got a chance to be a part of the, the actual bit that took place, but now I get to also be a part of being a blessing to somebody else in, in that. Wow. And it took two minutes to do. Amen. And I did the illustration because this, this is what it is. How are you going to refute that? We just financed the vision in two minutes because folks gave. Amen. It always been like this and it always will. When, when we as the people of God respond to the very thing which God is telling us, finance and vision becomes easy. I tell you, church don't have no needs then. Church don't have no needs. I tell you, we can put all, we can put, if we do a fundraiser just because we felt like it, not because we had to. So it's, it, it puts things on a totally different level when we, when we operate when we operate in that manner. And I do thank you all for, for responding in that manner because this, this is what happened. He said, I testified they gave as much as they were able and even beyond their ability entirely on their own. They urgently plead for us the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. They wanted to be a part of what it is that God was right. doing. 
and they exceeded our expectations, just like this. All, all I needed was three dollars change. I got five dollars. I got five dollars. It says, and they gave themselves first all to the Lord. So this goes right back to our love relationship. Because when God has you, when God has your heart, He got your money too. When He got all of you, that includes your money. That's why I said, really, I don't really want you to give your money till you give yourself. Because if you give yourself, I only had to ask you for your money. You you gonna you gonna be like them. You gonna be excited about the opportunity to give to a, to a God who loves you the way in which He loves you, who gives the way uh, to you the way He gives you. I, and it's no different. How many of y'all married? I good. So, so y'all understand like like reciprocity. And and, it, and it, you you remember in your relationship when you finally figured out that the more you try to please them, the more in turn they they attempt to please you. True. When you when you stop trying to get them to do stuff for you, and you just start doing stuff for them, and then in return they just start doing stuff for you, and then it started going back and forth. But like you kept doing much you can for them, then they start doing much, and nobody had to really ask. Amen. Yeah, that's true. Nobody had to ask, and you just and you just kept it up, and it became it became the norm, and you were frustrated at first because you was like, man, if they were just this, and if they were just that, if they were just this, they were just that. But when you started doing, then all of a sudden you started seeing them doing. And this very thing that God is, is consistently saying, like, I, God's like, I, I, I already started this thing. Now you just get on board with me. Let's keep this cycle going. I'm going to give and I'm going to bless. And I need you to be able to do the same thing. He says, um, uh, we urge, so we urge Titus just as he had earlier made and beginning, bring us to completion his grace act of giving. So what he was telling them, he gave them an example about them giving. And then he said, look now, y'all, you know, I need y'all to come on give the way in which you said that, that you're going to give. He says, bring it to completion. In other words, y'all talked about it. So, come on now. Y'all need to do what it is that you told the Lord that you that you were going to do. I tell people all the time, people say, the Lord try me. I say, he tried you every year around January. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, like, people, they what they do, they win a lottery and stuff like that. You're going to do the same thing you do every year during tax season. Come on. You're going to disappear for three months from the church. Nobody gonna see you. you ain't gonna do none of what you said. You know, come November, in December, you're gonna talk, you're gonna say all you're gonna do and things of that nature. And God tries us so often. And even if it's not text time, every week or every other week or every month, whenever you get back, he said, I try you. He said, You ain't you ain't gotta tell me. I know Bishop always say all the Bishop always say all the time, don't even say it. Just show it. Just show it. He said, because if you if you show it, you ain't gotta say it. And it's the same thing that God said. God said, I, I, I know your heart uh, based on what you do. He says, but since, um, but since you excel in everything, in other words, you got everything right. I tell people this is giving is like the last great stronghold. You excel in faith and speech and knowledge and complete earnestness and the love we have kindled in you. See that you also excel in this grace of giving. <laughs> It's like we do everything else. We stop cussing. We come out the club. We try to be nice and stuff like that. But like, give me the last thing. The last great stronghold. He says, so when you get through doing all that, don't forget your offering now. Don't forget the plate when we come around because we got vision and we need funding. So I guess I need you to, I need you, I need all them things to happen, but I also need, I, you also need to make sure that we're giving. Second Corinthians 9, 10, um, so he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Seed to the sower, sower being a state of being, not something that we do, but who I am. He says, 
to the sower, I give seed. And one of the things that we, we get stuff, we get some twist, twisted so much because many times again, if you eat the seed, that means you're not planting it. Come on. And if you don't plant the seed, you don't get no harvest. That's right. And you can't go to God talking about some more what my harvest. And he said, Well, where your seed? And if your seed is in your belly and not in the ground, on good ground, then you wonder why you ain't got no harvest. I said, I can't, I can't, if you're gonna if you gonna eat the seed that gave you because but now but this is what we miss. He says now he supplied seed to the sower and bread for food. So he said, I gave you both. Eat the bread, sow the seed. And my vision is funded. I took he said, I took care of both. I gave you seed and bread. Just don't get it, just don't get it twisted. Don't think that everything I gave you is bread. Some of that seed. Yes. He says. And he says, if you if you if you be a sower, I'll keep giving you seed. I've seen it all throughout my life, and I can I can tell you about it, but unless you experience it for yourself, you ain't gonna get it. That he gives seed to the sower. You just keep on sowing, I promise you, he'll keep giving you seed. He says, He's increased your store of seed. Notice he says, I'll increase your store of seed. Because what he what, what the Lord understands, because the because he can do math very well, is that for you to have uh, the more seed that he gives you, the more bread you're going to end up with anyway. I, you know, I'll, I'll ask God for an increase in nothing else but my tithe. That's it. Lord, increase my tithe. Because for him to increase my tithe, he has to increase my income. Y'all hear what I'm saying? For him to increase my tithe, he has to increase my income. Lord, So just, Lord, just increase my giving. And everything else is going to fall in place anyway. Because you got to give me an increase for my giving to increase. And so I say, so I say Lord, I want to give more. I just want, I, Lord, I, I just, I, I want to be able to give more. We operate in that type of, when that heart and that spirit, we'll see things happen that we, we've never seen happen before. And he will enlarge the harvest of your, of your righteousness. Psalm 1 and 3 says, when we do that, this person is planted like a tree um, by streams of water, which uses fruit in the season, whose leaves does not wither, whatever they do prospers. This is the way in which God intended for us to be. So individually, because for the church to prosper, you must prosper. Because you are the church. Right. So if the church is not prospering, that means that mean the, 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 the members of the who make up the church are not prospering. So, so when we think about it, guys, again, because God ain't got God ain't got stuff confused. God ain't saying, I want the church to prosper, you not prosper, because he can't separate the two because you are the church. Right. So when he's saying is, is that he that his desire that the church may prosper, then that means his desire that each and every one of us will proper, prosper because we make up the church. And we have to be, we so so the Lord is like that, that we will be planted by uh, like a tree, planted by the streams of water. When I think about a tree, we think we we know a tree has deep roots. He says it'll be planted by the streams of water for your nourishment. In other words, I can give you what you need. But then it says the the, the tree yields its fruit in a season. So, so I get what I need, so then I can give what I need to give. You've never seen a tree eat its own fruit. You've never seen a tree reach down and grab an apple and right. then start biting on it. Because right. it was all, the fruit that is yield was all for somebody else. Wow. So Lord, give me what I need from yes. the river, so then I can be a supply to those wow. who are needed. But I, I think about so many other things that we should be because many times we, we ought to be giving so we ought to be giving just a, a multitude of things. If you think about a tree, not only does a tree bear fruit, the Bible says it bears a season after season. 
In other words, this, it, 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 it does not stop. It is sustainable. See, I want to talk about this today because this is sustainable. No, no, see, see, I, unlike, unlike grants and fundraisers, you have uh, all these ups and downs, and this time you can sell a whole lot, this time you can't sell a whole lot, and you might get this, and you might not get that. Oh, giving is sustainable. Come on. Oh, that's something that, see, see, when we when we do it the way what God called, told us to do it, we ain't got to worry about it going out of style. We ain't got to worry about what we're going to get approved about this and whether it's going to come through and we ain't got to wait weeks for this. All we got to do is have folks who respond. And it begins with each and every one of us. This is the pastor and leaders conference. I'm telling you, the people ain't going to do it unless the leaders do it. Right. Amen. Oh, let me backtrack to the first church. The kids ain't going to do it unless the adults do it. And if you're not a giver, don't be wondering why your kids not either. We, we, we have to be in a place where we allow God to do it, that, that we do it in our first church, and then it, it extends to the, to the body of Christ, our collective, our collective worship. It says, use the fruit of the season. Tree provides shade, provide housing, animals and trees. I mean, if you think about all the benefits it provides, you know, even when it's trimmed and cut, it provides firewood, provide, you know, we build, you make paper out of trees. I just think about all the different things that they have use for when, when they when they buy this stream and they root it and they plant it and being being consistently rooted, uh, nourished all the different ways in which it provides and gives. And that's how that's how we ought to be as Christians. Um, it says whatever they do prospers. And I just believe when we line up with God, whatever you put your hand on. But the thing is, let me let me clarify something. When we line up with God, that means we we gonna be mindful by what we put our hand on anyway. So this ain't just I can do whatever. This is I do whatever the Lord wants me to do. And if I do what God wants me to do, it's gonna prosper. That 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 I know. Um, but for that to happen, we gotta backtrack to verse one and two. That was verse three. This is a blessing of the one who's not walking step with the wicked or standing in the way of the sinners or sitting in a company of mockers, but who delights in the law of the Lord. Who meditates on his law day and night. So he says, he says, indeed, you'll prosper whatever you do, but this gonna come all the way back to you, to you letting my word be a light to your feet and a lamp to your head. He says, you'll prosper in whatever you do. And again, for those of us who walk this walk with him, you will know we'll see it happen when we experience these things. I experienced this all throughout my life. How God has just been, how God has just been so faithful, so faithful in that regard. Um, and it's already in the house. It's in the house. Many times, first thing we do, we try, when we get ready to raise funds or do fundraisers, the first thing we do is go outside the house. You think about it, we do most of our fundraisers outside the place in which we need we need the financing. And the Lord is saying, it's it's already in the house. If you, if you again, when we. When we got together to fund this pay per vision, I didn't. I didn't walk next door. I didn't go to no other classroom. Right. I didn't go tap bishop. I ain't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I said, in this room, we finna get what we need. Right. Amen. And that's how. So whatever the vision is, everybody, everybody who was a part of making this vision come fruition is right here. It's already here. It is already in the house, and I want us to consistently and constantly know about that, even if it don't look like it's in the house. Even if it don't look like it's in the house. First Kings 17 chapter, uh, verse 12 to 13, it says, But she said, again, we talk about the, the widow whom God had anointed to uh, 
to supply Elijah. I swear by the Lord your God, I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. But she had everything to make the bread. So it was in the house, whether we acknowledge it or not. In other words, you got to put some things together to make it happen, and you got to make a little sacrifice, but it's in the house already. He says that she says, and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jar. I was just gathering a few sticks um, to cook the last meal, and then my son and I will die. It's like having holes in our pocket. I see it all day long. I see people who make money. I know because I see them going to work every day. But you sure can't tell. They make good money, but you sure can't tell. The thing is, unless we honor God, it'll be just like that. Because she's like, she did not like I have something, but this is all I have, and it's gonna run out. And it's like we we end up doing this, you know. I see people do this all day long. The sad part is that this ain't worldly folks, it's God's people. All day long. We make money, but you show, but you show can't tell. He says, she says, This is this is all that I have. Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid, because fear will contaminate your faith. You can't operate. Cannot operate in faithful division and be scared at the same time. It says, "Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. And this is the only thing that God wants. He's like, He's like, look, I, I, I need you to give, but just make sure you just make sure you put me first. And I'm telling you, when God is first and God's vision is first, this is the very this is the very thing that we'll see happen. Now we we know we know the rest of the story. We know that the you know, the oil never ran dry and that there was supply during that time. But if you think if you think about this particular story, how God just continued to stretch our faith. You remember when Elijah first called her and Elijah said, hey, uh, will you bring me some water? Now, he know he needed more than water, but 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 even when Elijah got there, it was kind of like, hmm, I, just, I don't know how this widow going to do it, but the uh, Lord said she's going to do it. So he asked for the water, and then when she started moving, I believe Elijah's faith was built. And all of a sudden, Elijah's like, oh, she actually going to get the water. So then he was like, oh, bring some bread to the end. So, so, so in that, his faith went to a whole other level. But check this out. Then he challenged her faith in the same scenario because you remember when he, when she, when he asked for the water, she went to go get it. But then when he said bring the bread, it was like, oh, 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 oh you stretching me a little bit too much now. Like, I can do water, but now you ask for bread too. And I promise you, if we're gonna if we're gonna do the things that God calls us to do, it's gonna require us to have faith. And I promise you, God is gonna stretch your faith every time. I'll tell you, God will stretch your faith in giving. I promise you, He will. And but there is nothing that will change you like giving. Giving a, to 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 get away with the Lord called to give, it may require you to change everything. You got to do a whole another budget if you're gonna get away with the Lord the way in which the Lord told you to give. I mean, I, I know, I, I'm saying you may have to revamp a whole bunch of stuff. Like your whole lifestyle got to change to get away which God told us to give. Which is the very thing that God is trying to do in the first place is, is change us so we give in that manner. It might not make sense to you. In just the 7th chapter, the Lord said, Gideon, with these 300 men that have left, I will save you and the midnight and, um, and give the midnight to your hands. Let all the other people go home. In other words, the Lord says, if you got me, you don't need a whole bunch of folks. Right. <laughs> like you, I mean, that's the first thing we think. We think we need millions to do to do God's vision. God said, "You really just need me." Mm, and 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 I believe that God specifically stacks the deck against us, so that uh, uh, well, really against Himself, so that He might be glorified. 
And that's what he said. He said to get it. He was like, if I give, if I put these giddy people up to you with all these people, y'all gonna run around and say it was y'all. Yeah. So, so I need to, I need to orchestrate things to where when all said and done, you gonna know for a fact you was there. Yes. Amen. You gonna, you gonna be only thing you can be able to say is that it had to be the Lord. Amen. So, so, so he was like, I, I, I fixed it that way, and it worked well that way because it requires you to have faith. He was like, because if I don't put you in a position to, make, to require you to have faith, then you won't operate in the place of faith. And you'll be, you'll be, you'll be constantly operating out of your own strength. So he constantly, he's consistently constantly saying that he will put us in a place to where um, we have to, where we have to depend on him. And if we're going to depend on him, we have to do that. We have to do that in faith. The Bible says faith is confidence, what we hope for, and assurance, what we do not see. That 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 vision, bring that vision to reality. Hey, that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna come by us by having faith, and then from that faith, it's gonna prompt us to give away in the manner which God and give into the manner which God has told us to give. It says because we live by faith, not by sight. Tell you when we think about the, the vision that God has given each and every one of us to give it to the church, um, it's not gonna come to pass without faith. And, and everything starts with us. And I, and I say it starts with us because we got to be the very first one that, that sets the tone for what others will do as leaders. We got to set the tone for what others will do as leaders. But when we give like that, financing the vision, his vision, God financing his vision the way in which he desires to finance. So this, so this, 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 this is the challenge. Then do that. To then to then give in that manner to where where the vision the vision is financed through the giving of God's people. That's it. I mean, I you know I I, I sat there and I, and I was rationalizing about what to present and what to say and how to say it and giving you all these techniques and all these strategies and all these resources and these websites and visions and stuff like that. But I've seen this happen over and over again. Over and over again, when it's God's vision and the people give, I I I, I, I was sharing with the group on yesterday. We uh we get ready to build a new church in in Robinsonville, and uh we got down to when we got down to we moved from South Haven to Tonica. When we got down to Tonica, um it was me and my three boys and Sister Diane when she was with us, and she was a single mother working part time. That that's what. That's kind of how we restarted when we got back down there to him. And uh, I think about how God has blessed during that time. And it definitely wasn't, we don't have a next church. It wasn't, wasn't doing numbers. It wasn't with numbers. But it was with faith. And I, I tell the church now, we we, we, um, we started our, we just we just started giving. I, I mean, that's all I can say. We just started giving. I, I, you know, I preach a whole lot of sermons like Bishop saying yesterday, because um, I'm a little hardhead, so I preach a whole bunch. And I've seen from yesterday, so I preach, you know, 40, 40 some weeks out of the year. Uh, I preach on Sundays. And I asked him, I said, how many Sundays do you think I talk about giving? How many Sundays do you think I talk about giving? 40. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably giving 42. Because you can't, you, you can't talk about the cross without talking about giving. What you say? Talk about giving every Sunday, and, and 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 because of that, because and I've seen what has happened so in our you church. Say, you say you talk about giving. He said, "Well, 
they talk about offering. Right, I talk about giving. Which, which, I'm, which is, in essence, what I'm, what I'm talking about is the condition of your heart every Sunday, every single Sunday. Well, well, and, and and so, 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 one, um, our people have started to respond, and I think about when we first, when we first started giving the pain. I told everybody, I don't let anybody off the hook. I was sharing you earlier. Everybody in our church gonna give, period. Youngest to the oldest. Okay, you got these little babies in here. If you can give them a dollar to run to the candy store, you can give them a dollar to bring to this offering. Amen. When young says, oh, everybody, everybody coming, everybody coming with an offering. And I remember when we started our giving campaign, I told, and we gave everybody a certain amount we wanted to give until all our teens, um, they can get $50. Because this is when we were getting ready to buy the land. We just purchased four acres up there. That's what we're building on. And and I said, everybody can get $50. And Javon, he was 12 years, he was 12 million of them last year. Um, Javar had $100 at the house. When church got out of the day, he said, Mama, take me home. Mama took him home. He went to his piggy bank, got $50 out of his 100 and brought right back to the church wow. that same day. He's invested in our ministry. I ain't had to ask him to write an essay about it. I ain't had to ask him whether or not his heart is with our ministry. I know for a fact his heart is our ministry. Then, too, now, if you think about it, he had $100, he gave 50 of it. What percent is that? He gave half. I told that boy that dad said, "You keep giving like that, there, there, there's nothing that God will withhold from you." And matter of fact, I said he gonna be, he gonna be, he gonna be one of the ones that have a shovel when we get ready to break ground. I said because his heart is here, and I and, there, and, and there's no way around it. And manifesting the spirit of giving like all throughout our ministry, all throughout our church. So if we think about his leaders, first let the giving begin with us. Then we 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 have to be examples for the type of generous giving that we've seen that finances visions. And I promise we give if we give like that. So let God stretch you a little more. Let him stretch you a little more. No, I'm saying to, to to us, let him stretch you more. Because when, when God we allow God to stretch us, I promise you, the church gonna have everything it needs to do the work that God has called him to do, called us to do. I promise you. I promise you. I won't. I, you know, it's my prayer that the, you know, the Al give the Al, the Al's uh, brother Jackson is continually smiling in the back. <laughs> always smiling. And he always smiling because the vision finance and the vision finance because folks give. And everything else is icing on top of the cake. So by all means, I'm not saying don't do some of the other the avenues and streams in which we we we, we prosper. But I'm telling you, if we prosper individually and then give the way in which God told us to give, the, the church has the, the church has no shortfalls. Church has no shortfalls. So that that's that's what I have for today. Financing God's vision the way that God has always financed his vision. Financing God's vision the way he's always financed it. Right, that's all I have. Um, I have. I do have some copies um, for, if you all don't mind, you can pass it out. Thank you. I did. Do you have a sign sheet? It's right here. Um, that, is a, that is a sign sheet. Um, so if you all would, I'll be so kind as to, uh, to sign in there uh, on that particular sheet. Um, I do have paper. I tell you, most of that was for, uh, for for demonstration. However, we're gonna put this in a general offering if y'all don't mind uh, today. So we're gonna. Okay. 
Questions, comments. This is this is one of the things that our churches find as well that we be a church that uh, a church that gives, and uh, and so when we when we go out now. I mean, the whole essence is is giving, so that when the when the people see the church, the church ain't got their hand out. So hard that we need to have to have to beg and just do right, exactly, exactly, exactly. And people who come in don't know you; they that they uh, get the wrong impression mm-hmm. of you. Yep. You have to do that. Yep. And, and uh, have you no know, parts. I thought that's what I thought. I just saw the church wants to mm-hmm. unsaved come in to just all our souls, and you want to come to your church, and then you get them in the church, and then that's all they hear. You know, they had joined you for this. Right. Business. It's a term I would teach your people to be a giver out of mm-hmm. love and see that. That's right. Yeah. Makes a, makes a huge difference. Makes a difference. And it makes it makes the job of the leaders so much easier. Mm-hmm. Because the thing about it, if you become a giver, you're going to echo that unconsciously. Mm-hmm. So then it's not just pastor talking about giving. Everywhere you turn, somebody talking about giving. Or somebody demonstrating giving. Mm-hmm. And and I, and I promise you, that, that, makes, that makes the work of the pastor so much easier. Mm-hmm. Because we are, the church is talking about giving, not just the pastor. Because when you know, the pastor most times like, well, pastor talk about money again. Pastor talk about giving. Talk about, pastor talk about giving. But when the church is talking about giving, then people come to understand that this is we. This is this is a giving church. This is what we do. This is a giving people in this in this church we give. And it becomes a it becomes when we get the chance to embody it, it becomes a part of who we are. And uh, and when that happens. I said no, no, no shortfalls, man. We'll be, we'll be. I mean, the things that the church could accomplish, the things that the church could accomplish. I mean, it just, I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be mind-boggling. And then we had to, um, we had to just allow God to just, we had to just continue operating faith and just and allow God to just be faithful. I'm telling you because He is always, He has always, and will always be faithful if we just be faithful. Because it's His vision. That's right. Right. That's right. Just right. That's his business. He's going to take care of you, I'm telling you. And he gives us the opportunity to be a part of it. He's going he gonna, he gonna to take care of you. He's going to take care of you. But you said something that was so powerful. Everybody has to be saying That's right. Mm-hmm. Especially mm-hmm. people coming in and out off the street. Because mm-hmm. that, that seed has been sown so, it's so rooted deeply mm-hmm. out there. All the churches, especially when they hear the preacher mm-hmm. saying something about money. Mm-hmm. See, that's what I told them. All they want to preach, they want the money. Mm-hmm. But when you can come in the atmosphere and everybody talking mm-hmm. about it because they have experienced it. That's right. And, you know, God has opened doors and poured in their lives mm-hmm. because of their faithfulness and putting it in his house. Indeed. Indeed. So when you give in his house, then it's going to come back to you. So, so you know from experience, hey, like, I take care of God's house. That's right. You got to take care of my house. I'm telling That's you. That's all you got to I'm do. I'm telling you. Just take care of his house. He said, I'm faithful. I'm watching over my word. Mm-hmm. Right. So you take care of his house. He got he, you. He's going he to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So let God prosper you. That's right. Mm-hmm. 
and don't and don't apologize. That's right. Listen, God gonna, God Listen, needs don't to apologize. don't apologize. Make because people want to make you feel bad if yeah. you, you saved and, and God is prospering you. Listen, first of all, broke people can't help broke people. That's right. Some somebody gotta have some substance. Somebody gotta break him. Some somebody has to have something to give. So so my man, I always just thought, well, if somebody gotta have some, Lord, let it be me. Amen. I'd rather be let me be on the giving end then. I'll just say if you go, you get that revelation. You really get that and understand that. It is really more of a blessing to give. It is. When you on that giving end than to be on, on that side when somebody got to give to you. Because yeah. if you only give, if you only give me that you can get something given to you. So that's what you say. Mm-hmm. Well, that's right. So you get some blessings don't come your way because you have to because you because you're able to do it. Because you the blessings came, you're able to give. You're blessed more right. blessed to give than to receive. In other words, yeah. you're not receiving anything. Something you're not, something you're not has to give. Yeah, something you're not giving. But you're blessed when you have been given yes. to be able to, to be. be. And I pray. That's why I say all of us, just let, let God prosper you. I mean, I just, and, and, and don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. Don't apologize. If we look at this, kind of say about the Scriptures you gave three sixteen. He God gave. That's why he had his sons on that cross. He said, "Okay, this is where they going at." Well, his son Timmy do call them these angels and come on down here and get you. Come on back up here. I don't need that. We don't let them struggle. That's right. You know what he did? So he loved us so much he gave. Mm-hmm. And he never he gave his son that's right. his life for take my place, and I be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But I'll be coming off every year. Amen. I shouldn't have no problem. And he never apologized. He showed it. He apologized. Mm. He apologized. Wow. Well, let, it, let, let, let God do it in your first church. That's your house. Yes. Manifest right. spirit given in your own house. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about kids, everybody. Ask for me and my house. This is what we do. And I'm telling you, like, and think about a generation of, of children that's given. Yes. I'm telling you, we, we were revolutionized the church. Like, and it, it is not, now you say revolutionized. What we would do is be. Become what the church was was designed to be. We'll just be. We if this is how God been for to be anyway, but we've gotten so far from it. We're really just going back to being that very thing, and then that's when the church goes back to being. Because you got to think about it. when we give like this, and the church has a substance like that. Now the church can be what the church once was, and you don't have a need for government programs. Mm, wow. Government programs were built out of the fact that the church no longer did, exactly did what the church once did. It used to be when you had an issue, you had a problem, there was a need, you went to the local church. Yeah, that's what food stuff came in. Exactly. Well, that's all came in because the church failed to do it. Exactly. It was designed to do it. Exactly. What God created it to do. What God created the church to do. That's why we ought to be grateful for leaders that poured the word, to unadulterate the word in us. And then you got in that word and study. Because when you said that about, you know, that's why we're supposed to train our children mm-hmm. when they're young. You mm-hmm. teach them at an early age right. to tithe. So when they start tithing early, when they get teenage years, and they're not even saying it because here our children is. I mean, God has blessed well. They don't know what a car note is. Mm-hmm. They've had several cars. Mm-hmm. Don't know what insurance is. None of it. But, but ride every day. <laughs> but it was because those are blessings that's coming back because 
They they tithe. They gave when they was children. They gave when they were babies. We talk. Well, I don't care how much money you get. God gets his first. Amen. And so they grew up doing that. And see, now people can look at your children mm-hmm. and, and see them listening. <laughs> yeah. like you told right. them when they were young. Right. And then that's a so blessing loud. to you also. Think of how much yeah. of a blessing it is to see them being blessed yes. because of that. Like, even that's a, even that in and of itself is a blessing. And I think it's so think about that's if you think about, let's say, the Vincent family, that's one family inside a church. What if that was to be said about every family in the church? Which it should be. Yes. Which it should be. And if that was said about every family in the church, oh my God. Yeah, you don't like Because, you know, just like you said, if they got money to take to the snack, mm-hmm. to stop by the store, you know, we would have come going to church. You know, they give us that money, got to stop by the store. But they're going to make sure that show be over while Sunday school is about to go off. And so if you got money to stop by the store and get you room, then you got to teach them, no, all that money go to the store. Take God's song. That's a priority. And so you, that is one devil you won't have to fight. That's right. Your children ain't got to fight when they get older. Because it's just natural. Okay, I got paid, get my money, I got to get my tax off of Wow, so in the whole house, and you know, then that blessing, just like generational curses fall on generation after generation. How about blessings? Yes. That's right. Indeed. From generation Indeed. to generation. Indeed. To generation. Indeed. generation. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. And we just should. And it we should. should. So when it starts in our house, then it'll be in this house, then yeah. it'll be in God's house. So it's already in the house. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's already in the house. And the thing, the way in which we know that things should be, we should be, it should be generational. Yes. I think now I, I'm not I'm not per se my, my boys are benefiting from it, and I'm not building for my boys. I'm building for my great grandsons and my great grandkids. I'm building for them. I just because I and I just know like because the, the things which I'm teaching now, the work which we're doing now, is gonna be it's gonna way long outlive me. Long outlive me. And they ought to be reaping benefits from the work I'm doing today, they ought to reaping benefits 50, 50 years from now. Hundred years from now, they still reaping benefits. I told my kids, I told my kids, I said I want a big old picture by the side of the screen. <laughs> big old picture. Because because in, 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 in my generation, this is where that, that curse is being broken. This is where the, the single single parent home, this is where it got broke right here. So, see, so I don't expect, not, I, my grandkids, great-grandkids, they, they show up better have both both parents at home. Because you never experienced that. See, that we broke that curse. It's done. Yes. I, you know, my boys don't, never, don't have a, they, they don't know what it's even like not to have dad there. Wow. Whereas where, where in my life that was just, it was just totally different in life for so many other people, and that's why I tell all our young men just because it didn't happen for you, that would yes. mean that it can't happen. So make sure if it didn't happen for you, make sure don't make sure that same thing is not repeated in the life of your kids and your grandkids. And, I'm, and again, according to His word, if we do things according to His word, yeah. I, I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, we can kill it according to His word. Yes. Yeah. We can. I mean, we can kill it according if we do things according to His word. And I just tell them like the the that we just they they just now have to begin to take that and run with it. You gotta believe God like I believe God. You gotta yeah. build your own personal relationship. You gotta stand on His word like I stand on His word. And then you outrun me. Yeah, I think I they gotta they gotta leg up. 
They ain't starting like I started. Nobody talking me. Nobody talking about money. Nobody talking about credit. Nobody talking about my talking me about banking. Nobody talking about any of that. My, my, all three of my boys got checking accounts with debit cards and things of that nature. Nobody. I, I learned. I learned money by money the hard way. They don't. They don't have to now. And so, so my my great kids should have. They gonna have us and them. <laughs> like they gonna be so far ahead. They gonna they they gonna be so far ahead. Like it just you know, and they and they should. And and we're not we're not in respect to people. It ain't just this ain't just go. Oh, he just doing it for the pastor. No, they gonna do it for the folks who gonna have faith in him. As simple as that. So it don't matter what your your position and title is, your operation in the church. None none of that matters. What matters is whether or not you have faith in. His, his abiding word. And I'm saying, we have that. So, but y'all know we can go on, on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> so definitely, if you need to if you need to step out, you can go ahead because we'll be sitting here bathing. 